Welcome to a special edition of Bottle Rail Radio. I'd like to welcome on David Rees. David, it's a pleasure to talk with you this evening. Hi, Tom. It's great to be here. So you've set off quite the firestorm of discussion through various Model Rail Radio channels, and I think through other aspects of the hobby as well. But before we get into Blue Rail Trains, what are your origins in the Model Rail Riding hobby? How did you get interested in model trains? I've been into model trains my whole life, and since I was a kid, I always had HO layouts. And then uh, more recently, as I got a little older, I started getting into O-Gage, and I have a uh, pretty big O-Gage layout downstairs. And I didn't do enough research before I built it, and I put a lot of really steep grades and hills mm. on it. And I started running into this problem when kids would come over to run the trains, that the trains would uh, come down the hills too fast, and they'd come around a turn, and they'd go flying off the rail. I, and it was uh, concerning me, because these are these $300, $400 locos that kept crashing. And so I started doing research. I said, I know they have these great ways to control these, and I started doing research about DCC, and then I found out, oh, well, I've got O-Gage. I have to look into DCS and TMCC. And so once I started researching those systems that are available to me, I, I, I got concerned because I didn't think my wife was going to let me pay that much money and put it <laughs> into my train set. Uh, I have some friends. We, we, we do a lot of technical work. And I said, there's got to be a better way. Once I started looking at the interfaces, too, I thought, and I'm an interface designer, I thought, oh, wow, this is – so I'm going to spend – thousand bucks and pick a proprietary system I don't know much about and have to learn to do this and there's got to be a better way and that was kind of what led up to us uh, developing this so it's mostly to solve a problem in my basement make my wife happy very interesting and when you say o-gauge you talking about Lionel three rail or are you talking about two rail o scale or what what are you talking about specifically I have a Lionel three rail and a lot of uh, Atlas o track down there interesting interesting so for folks who are listening in we have a wide variety of listeners a number who've been chapping at the bit for blue rail trains technology for you know upwards of five years now but for folks listening in how would you describe to a complete novice what blue rail trains does for you well blue rail trains what i wanted to do is we wanted to allow you to have all the cool control that you see on on these fancy train sets like dcc train sets that allow you to to remote operate your train and run the lights and do the sound and do everything you want. But I didn't want you to have to spend all that money and buy all the equipment and to uh, learn how to program in base two so you can do CV variables. I want something that you could just pick up and run on a device like the iPad or the iPhone that everyone knows how to use without having to learn from a manual and do all the things everyone else does. But I also want something that was good enough that the, uh, that the people who are hardcore could uh, enjoy just as well. So so you're describing a target market that we've certainly talked about on Model Rail Radio for quite some time, the entry-level market that wants to get the same kind of enjoyment out of the hobby as the people who've been you know, putting together DCC for a number of years. This is your targeted market. This is what you were aiming for specifically. Well, uh, I mean, I do want to say that I've, had, I've been into trains all my life, so... I, I want to make it make it accessible to those people, but at the same time, um, you know, I wanted to make something that was fun for me as someone who's been doing trains forever. I want it to be, uh, you know, just as good an experience for those people as well. So we are targeting new people, but we're also targeting the guys who who uh, have been doing this all their lives. 
So, there's currently one way to get your technology, which is to get a board which folks can install in existing HO locomotives, and then get the iPad iOS controller on their phone or, or iPad. But coming up very shortly, Barkman is actually going to be including your technology in a number of locomotives. What's the projected time frame for that? Bachman is going to, they're going to be in the Easy App uh, wireless train control. So those trains are coming out. Uh, originally, it was spring. It might be right between the spring and the summer of uh, this coming year. So I don't know if that's going to be uh, April or Mayish or what. But uh, th- that is the projected time that the first ones are going to come out, and I'm really excited about it. So for folks who are already in the hobby and want to get this technology early, you're also selling individual boards that folks can install in existing locomotives. Um, we are going to be selling individual boards. We're not selling them currently because we have to get them manufactured. But so, uh, but we have designed them, prototyped them. They work, and so now we're starting manufacturing on those DCC plug type boards that'll plug into any uh, harness on your regular trains. And will they be out in an earlier time frame than the Bachman offering, or will the Bachman be the first to market with this technology? The Bachman ones will be the first one to market, and then the uh, the plug-in boards will become will come sometime shortly after that. But we're starting work on all that kind of right at the same time. So I would see the plug-ins coming out uh, very shortly after the uh, Bachman trains come out. Terrific. So for folks who are chapping at the bit to get this technology but don't necessarily want to buy new locomotives, early summer 2015, is that the plan? That that sounds about right for me. We're still working a lot of the details out about when everything's going to be back from manufacturing and ready. But I would say uh, early summer, certainly by or certainly by late summer or uh, fall, you'll you'll have those for sure. So for existing folk that have put a lot of time and money into DCC and many of whom have JMRI also installed so they can use the, the Wii throttle and all the technology that you guys are effectively kind of condensing and simplifying, there's some concern within that community because JMRI as a, a utility went through an extensive legal battle. So there's some concern associated with this being, or your technology being uh, patent protected and the potential for it to be a closed system. For folks who have those concerns, how would you talk to that? It certainly wasn't our approach or isn't our approach. We didn't make this to try to tie up a market or uh, pinch anybody out of anything. We made this because we love it and we want to just get it to market and get something that everyone can enjoy. Um, I know that model railroading has a history of, of, uh, people, of proprietary stuff and people, a lot of lawsuits back and forth. And so, I mean, our spirit is to try to get this out there and get this in everybody's hands and not to try to tie this up. That's not our approach or the spirit of this thing at all. So if folks have an existing DCC layout, can they take a, a blue rail locomotive and just put it on their layout? What, what kind of power requirements? Does it require DC power to run or could it run on a DCC system? It can run on DCC or DC. Either, either will work as long as it's getting power. And so you can put it on your DCC layout and run alongside all your other trains or if you want to go put it on a standard set, it'll run just as well there. Terrific. So you'd imagine a situation if people have existing DCC locomotives, that they could run their DCC locomotives and have, you know, a new blue rail locomotive running alongside them with obviously different controllers, but still on the same layout. Exactly. 
that's exactly how we wanted it to work. Terrific. So obviously you, you've described your own layout. You've described the problems on your own layout, particularly associated with the ups and the downs. But for folks who are already modeling, you know, mountainous model railroading, they typically have consists. And one of the questions that came back from the community was associated with how Blue Rail would handle consists. One thing to say is that we're using what's called Bluetooth Smart, and it's a brand new technology that only came out in 2010, and it's very different from uh, regular Bluetooth. So it doesn't have the limits. Regular Bluetooth would be like for your earpiece or that you're having your car to talk on the phone or speakers. Um, Bluetooth Smart has a much longer range, and it has um, can make unlimited connections simultaneously. Ah, interesting. So, so that's why we picked it, and we were actually lucky enough that we happened to be the guys at Blue Rail, we happened to get in early on Bluetooth smart development, working for other people on their projects. And we just thought, wow, this would be a great application in trains. Let's make it work for trains. But so with that said, uh, you can hook up to as many trains as you want simultaneously, run them independently. You can create consists and you can run as many trains in a lash up as you want. Um, that works perfectly on our app. And it's very simple to do to you. You just drive your trains up. You, you, Touch one button, say lash up number one, lash up, join lash up number one, and you go. So so in terms of speed matching, suppose you have a variety of locomotives from different manufacturers, but they're all connected through, they all have the blue rail boards on them. How do you guys handle speed matching? Well, there's two things. One is that when you're using an interface like the iPad or, or a um, Android tablet, or when you've got a nice big screen, and you can adjust curves very easily. It, everything is, is touch-based. So you can – adjustment of speed curves is a whole lot easier in this environment than it is on a standard controller. And then the other thing that is an advantage with this is that all these trains have bi-directional communication. Um, so all the trains are actually talking to each other all the time. So each train knows how hard it's working at any time and it, and it's constantly comparing notes with the other trains around it. So speed matching almost becomes a smart thing where the trains self-manage. So you don't have to do so much effort into aligning your speed curves because they can kind of manage themselves. If train A is having to try too hard and it knows train B is kicking back, they can compensate. So I've got to thank our listener, George Sinos, for some of these questions, because uh, certainly it's framed my thinking in, in conducting this interview. He has a question associated with gaming. Is gaming a, a current part of the Blue Rail technology associated with, I don't know, simulated you know model railroads or things like that? I didn't see any of that documentation. Yeah. Eric Lawn, who's the uh, chief software engineer, and I met working at a game company back in the early 90s. And we're, we are game developers along with we've done a lot of robotics and toys and high tech stuff. And so making games, this is one of our big ambitions for doing this was like, well, let's make it high tech, something that works with Bluetooth smart. And then we can make games that work with it. And the games don't necessarily have to be games all the time. They can be just um, different ways to enjoy your train. So we have a whole bunch of uh, uh, apps that we're working on that will help you. Uh, enjoy your train and do it in different ways. So that lends itself to operations and, you know, folks who are, you know, more operation minded. Is that, is that the direction that you might take some of these games where people can identify various industries on their layout and, you know, this can become part of the, the interaction? Is that your plan here? Yes. Well, so, uh, one of the, one of the 
aspects of the game that we're working on is letting you operate like a real engineer where you're kind of receiving assignments from a dispatcher and you're delivering freight and passengers. And because the apps and the trains all communicate with each other, this is especially a lot of fun in like a group environment where you're maybe at a club and one guy is running is the dispatcher and he has an overall view in his device where he can kind of run all the trains and tell everyone what to do. And the individuals are running their own trains and being given assignments and missions. So there's certainly that aspect of it. And then the whole idea of uh, building a virtual train set that lives in whatever device you're using it and it matches your real layout and you can enjoy your virtual train set at the same time your real trains are operating exactly in tandem with it is a is a really fun uh world that i'm really excited to get into very cool very cool so you've hinted at this but i haven't seen it in any of the documentation online how long before there will be turnout throws? How long before there will be signals? How long before the additional features that folks, you know, clearly love in the model railroading hobby will also be controllable through the Blue Rail technology? Right. Um, we have about 10 different varieties of our boards that we're working on, and a lot of them do a lot of exciting things. And we're kind of working out a lot of the details with Bachman in terms of when these will be released and in what order. But one of our primary boards is our layout lighting and accessory board. And this is a board that would run all your turnouts, your lighting and your signals and your accessories. And you'd run those all from the app. I don't have a particular date that that board will be released, but it's, um, it's not one of the more complex boards that we're working on. So I think that's an easy one to uh, develop and get out. So for folks who've made the transition from DC to DCC, they've already invested a lot of money, they've invested a lot of time, they have a, a bunch of equipment that they've converted over. These aren't the introductory folk. These are, you know, advanced model railroaders. How do you convince them to pick up blue rail technology? Good question. Well, so, um, I mean, one of the first things is, is that they don't have to decide, you know, they don't have to say, I'm dumping my old DCC and I'm going to go blue rail. They can get blue rails and they can work them right alongside their existing trains. And I think that once they start to enjoy the, um, the interface, because a lot of the reason that we got into this is that the interface for running your, uh, trains has traditionally been fairly primitive. And once they start to get that user experience, and I think that there will, we'll have to win their hearts over through how, how it performs and how the apps, uh, how they enjoy the apps. And then we, we just want to give them the same control that they have with their train. So they'll be able to control all their sounds. You can customize your sounds. We have all your lights. We have all the same lighting capabilities as you do in, uh, DCC Mars lights and things like that. We can do all of that. And, um, I think that when they find that we provide them with all the same enjoyment, then then I think they'll like it more. They'll start to lose that hard edge because I know there's a there's a lot of people who see this and they 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 don't like it right away because they've sort of earned the there's a badge of honor that kind of goes <laughs> with DCC. You've certainly you've worked so hard, you've you've put a lot of money and you've put a lot of time into it, and you have learned how to operate it and. When you see this, you think, oh, this is lowering the bar and now anybody can come in. And I see, you know, there's, you can see a lot of eye rolling coming out of that, but that's not, uh, that's not how we want this to go. And that's not how we see this working. We're trying to make something that's just as exciting for them as it is for these newer people. 
So, this may be a premature question, but certainly a lot of the discussion with this technology related to the interface with JMRI. Now, JMRI need not be a DCC system. It need not have... It, it could be interacting with any um, rail system. Would you consider in the future creating a JMRI module or working with you know one of the JMRI groups to enable JMRI control through Blue Rail as well? Um, that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about, uh, I haven't contacted anybody at GRMI to talk about that, but, um, I think that's a great idea. I, I, I will talk to them and think about it. We certainly have a large community that will probably be in contact with you soon once this audio goes out, because I think that was certainly identified as a barrier for entry. So for folks who are interested in, in getting in contact with you guys, what's the easiest way for them to, to reach you? I think the best way for people to reach us is through the website. We have a contact uh, sheet on there where they can uh, they can email us. Um, info at bluerailtrains.com is our email address. And a lot of people have been receiving a lot of email through there. And it's been, it's good because we have a, a contact sheet that allows people to give us specs on their trains because we're trying to design all the uh, boards that we can. And so, uh, it's also a good place for people to give us input on their, the voltage and the call, the, you know, the uh, stall currents that they have so we can make sure our boards are compatible and it lets you list what you want. So probably through the contact sheet is the best way because it also gives you a chance to give me information that helps me make these boards better. David, I'm certainly very excited by this product. When I started Model Rail Radio more than five years ago now, one of the earliest questions I had to small-scale manufacturers, particularly electronics manufacturers that were doing some crossover into DCC, was when were they going to start releasing Bluetooth technology? When were they going to start taking advantage of, you know, iOS wasn't really at the forefront at that time, but of taking advantage of the latest technology to introduce, you know, kids that are expecting their trains to run with iPhones to just exist out there in the market. And it's wonderful that you guys have really taken the baton and, and run with it uh, in terms of moving this technology forward. And I want to extend a, an open invitation for you and any of the other folk at, at Blue Rail to call into Model Rail Radio periodically to give updates, to field questions if you're available. I know you were um, very receptive to the format and interested in calling in, but unfortunately we had a, a show on uh, during Train Fest, which was the earliest time that we could talk. But please do feel free to call into Model Rail Radio in the future. And I'm sure this interview is going to uh, create a lot of questions. My hope is that people will contact you directly uh, through the Blue Rail Trains website. It's been a pleasure chatting this evening. Thank you so much, Tom. And yes, I look forward to that. I'd love to come on and answer questions. I know as I read a lot of this, the discussion forums, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And initially I tried to jump in and comment there, and it really wasn't the proper format to do it, I found out. But um, I really thank you for having me on here, and I look forward to talking to you again. Terrific. Thank you, David. Okay. Bye-bye, Tom.